Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Saskatoon Blades forward, Jaden Weens. Jaden, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Earlier on during this pandemic, a lot of people indulged in Netflix, to say the least, because really that was the only thing we could do. What did you do to keep yourself busy? Oh, uh, well, I moved home here, and yeah, a lot of Netflix happened. I, uh, I probably binged, uh, I binged a lot of Lucifer. And uh, I watched all of Suits, so I was, I was pretty good. And then uh, I kind of came home here and uh, stayed active, worked out quite a bit. Um, uh, in Caribou, we have no cases, so I, I got to go out and see some friends every once in a while, so that was nice too. And what would be your go-to movie, or uh, go-to Netflix movie genre? Uh, for the movies, well, last night I seen uh, School of Rock. It just came out, and it's a, it's a good oldie, so I watched that one. And, uh, oh, wow. there's so many I've watched, I can't remember. Uh, Billy Madison is another funny one. I'm into the comedy, so I kind of like those. With the NHL playoffs still going on, uh, you know, how's that brought normalcy back into your life? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it kind of gives you something to watch on TV. You know, there's nothing to watch all during quarantine. So it's nice to kind of watch sports again and kind of get back into the rhythm and, seeing other people uh, play hockey again. So hopefully we can start up here right away and do the same. Has there been a series or one specific team that has really caught your eye? Yeah, well, Montreal's my favorite team, and uh, I didn't really expect them to do as well as they did. I mean, they came in as probably one of the biggest underdogs in the whole playoffs. And, uh, I mean, they beat Pittsburgh, which is another great team, and they gave Philadelphia a pretty good uh, run for their money. So that was nice to watch. Just uh, one, you know, note there is that, you know, with the Philly and Montreal series, I am a Habs fan as well. Uh, yeah. You know, watching it, it just, just the Habs were the most unlucky team, you could say, uh, throughout this whole playoffs. Like, you know, all the bounces that, you know, Philly got, they, you know, it was lucky. You know, in my opinion, I think Montreal deserves to be in this, uh, you know, in the third round where Philadelphia is right now. Or not right yeah. now, but... Uh, you know, I, I think that Philadelphia should have been eliminated way earlier. I think so, too. Like, yeah, a couple of those games, I mean, Montreal hit, you know, four or five crossbars posts. And, yeah, just get unlucky. In Philadelphia, I mean, they were scoring, I mean, a lot of garbage goals. I mean, I guess the goal is a goal, but there were a lot, of, a lot of garbage goals that Price probably could have had on a normal day. And just to add there, you know, if you want to show someone what a true hockey goal is, you can literally pull any goal from that Philly-Montreal series and, you know, tell them this is what hockey's like. You're going to get these bounces. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that's how I mean, most games are won, right? I mean, it's digging and crashing the net. Someone scores. I mean, a lot of garbage goals. So, I mean, and Philly's really good at that. They got a lot of bigger guys. So, I mean, they like to crash the net and they did a really good job against Montreal. So. Has your whole perception of the coronavirus changed since March? Because I know, like you just told me, there hasn't been really any cases where you are. No, I, I, I think it has. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I'm not too, I'm, I don't know a lot about like everything about it. But um, all I know is that, I mean, if I think if everyone does their part in this, uh, it can definitely be passed over. I mean, everyone has different opinions about it. I mean, people, some people call it a scam. Some people don't, right? Just kind of. Some people call it cold, right? It just kind of depends on your opinion. But I think if, if everyone does their part in this, it'll be uh, it'll come and go right away here, I think. Getting into your story a bit here, who is your biggest influence to start hockey? 
Oh, uh, it was probably my dad, actually. Um, he was the first guy to put me on skates, and uh, he coached me all of my minor hockey. And um, he's still probably my biggest supporter. He comes to him and mom and come to Saskatoon for probably every single game this year. So he's always giving me advice and what to do here, what to do there, and he's always supportive of it. So uh, he's probably my biggest supporter for sure. Was there a player growing up who you wanted to model your game after? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was kind of, when I was younger and, like, I guess in midget, um, Max Domi and Mitchell Marner are kind of smaller guys. Um, both like to work hard. Both make a lot of plays happen on the ice. So that's kind of who I modeled my game after, and um, I still do. So. And did you go to a lot of Blades games as a kid growing up in Saskatchewan? Uh, no, actually, I went to mo a lot of Raider games. Raider, uh, PA is a bit closer than Saskatoon, so I went to a lot of Raider games when I was young. I only went to a few Saskatoon games, though, but, yeah, Raiders was probably the, uh, the team I watched the most when I was young. Do you ever think it's weird at all thinking, like, you know, as a little kid, you're watching these junior hockey, you know, players play, and, you know, now look where you are right now. You're on the ice where, uh, you know, a little kid from the stands is looking up at you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, even, I was just even thinking about today, like, um, when I was young, like, I think these guys are in the NHL when I was young, right? Like, it's, it, it's semi-pro, so you think these guys are almost in the NHL, but I'm here now, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool feeling. But the first time I, uh, I played in PA, actually, it was, I got out there, and it was just, like, a packed rink, and I've, I've never played in front of a packed rink before, so it was, it was something new, and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, it's, it feels pretty cool to be here now, and hopefully I can uh, keep her going. Did you get chills at all during your first game? I did. It was uh, well. It was the Raiders banner night because they won the championship. Oh the right, yeah. They had the banner night there, and uh, like you could like the rink's pretty small, right? It only holds three thousand people, I think. So you could actually like, hear the stadium like shaking. So I, yeah, I was my legs are shaking pretty good in the in the locker room, and then uh, one of our centermen, uh, Eric Florchuk, got hurt that game. So I ended up like getting put on the second line for a few shifts so I got quite a bit of ice time in my first game and yeah it was it was pretty cool talk about getting experience right from the get-go yeah exactly yeah it definitely helped me a lot especially to get a spot on the team that game really helped me before we get to the WHL portion of this you know you played your minor hockey with the Tisdale Trojans U18 AAA club what did they offer in terms of opportunity for you to succeed yeah, they, uh, well, I came in as a 15-year-old, and uh, I kind of knew the coach a little bit before I came in because my brother was on the team uh, the past two years before me. So um, he knew me pretty well, and he gave me a lot of opportunity. Um, probably since right after Christmas, I was on the first line, and um, after practices, uh, I would, you know, he would let me stay on the ice for probably like half an hour after we practiced to get more reps in or whatever like that. And um, Yeah, they offered me a lot there. Um, they gave me a lot of ice time, and especially in the Westerns, and when we went to the Telus Cup, he, uh, he counted me a lot. So it kind of showed me how to play under pressure quite a bit there because, I mean, you know, you're on a national stage playing against the other provinces or whatever. So, yeah, it definitely uh, helped me a lot to make the jump to the WHL. Just how big was that telescope appearance for yourself, you know, whether we're talking about physically uh, maturation or just getting experience? Oh, I, I think it was a lot of it was confidence and experience too. I mean, experience for the uh, – I mean, I'm playing against guys that are going, like, first, second overall in the QMJ, QMJHL draft, right? So um, it was pretty cool kind of playing against them and seeing what, what their level's at and where you have to be to get to the next level. And, um, yeah. How did you, you know, kind of suppress the nerves that came with that? 
Uh, well, yeah, like confidence comes in again. You have to, you know, stay calm and you got to know your job out there. And um, Chisel made it, made it very clear that, you know, I was, I was one of the go-to guys. So you kind of have to prepare for that before the games and during the games as well. So, yeah, um, Telus Cup was, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, a lot of people from my hometown came and watched and watched on TV. So it definitely gives you a bit of a boost to kind of do your best out there. How did you make sure that you didn't put too much pressure on yourself to which, you know, you couldn't, you know, prepare to, or couldn't succeed to standards? Yeah, so um, before every game, uh, we would actually, well, not for every game, but before some games, we would, uh, the whole team would go out into, like, we had a hotel and there was a big lot outside of it. And we'd all have a little baseball game. Like, not, like, competitive, but just kind of to loosen us up a little bit and, you know, get uh, kind of get warmed up for the game, so... Uh, that was that definitely helped uh, loosen me up for the game, and um, we had a great group of guys. Like we were probably the tightest group, of, tightest group of guys that I've ever played on. So uh, the guys definitely did a good job of making sure everyone is loosened up and ready to play. What will you remember most about your seasons with the Tisdale Trojans? Uh, oh, there's a lot. Um, well, I made tons of friends in Tisdale that I didn't know before. Probably lifelong friends on that team, um, but. Probably what I'll remember most is uh, the definitely the Westerns and Telus. Like it's in September, we were talking about the Westerns because we we knew we were hosting, right? So I mean, six months before that even happened, we were all getting excited about it. So um, when it came, it was like, holy crap, this is awesome! And then we were playing about in, like in front of a thousand fans in Midget, which is quite a bit then, right? So um, I'll probably remember that the most. I mean, tons of family, tons of people around, you know, where I live came and watched. So. That was pretty cool to show them what we can do. And then, obviously, going to tell us is a pretty cool experience, too. How big was it for you to sign with the Saskatoon Blades? Uh, it was huge. I mean, definitely, I, after my pretty good tell us tournament, that definitely helped and kind of, I think, thought proof to them that uh, I was ready to kind of give, be given a shot there. Uh, it was huge, though. It kind of gave me a lot of confidence and kind of showed me that the Blades didn't want me because, I mean, after my season, I was thinking, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if the Blades are going to sign me here or if I'm going to go into camp unsigned and have to have to prove myself there or whatever. But uh, signing with them gave me a lot of confidence and uh, definitely helped me go into camp a lot more comfortable. And um, it obviously showed on the ice because they gave me a spot on the team. So You had eight points in seven games during that TELUS Cup run. What kind of factored into your offensive success, you could say? Yeah, well... I was playing with some pretty good teammates. Um, my one teammate's actually from Care River too, so we have a lot of chemistry coming up through minor hockey together. And so uh, I thought we had a really good tournament, and uh, my other teammates were great. I mean, they helped me a lot. I mean, I probably couldn't have done it without them, to be honest, because I mean, I mean, I learned a lot of chemistry with the with the same guys I played with for the past about four months of the season. So um, they helped a lot, and um, yeah, my confidence uh, that definitely helped too. One of the many challenges rookies face is the adjustment to the WHL style of play. You know, was there someone that kind of eased the transition for you? Uh, a captain, Chase Waters, definitely helped a lot. Uh, the first day I got there, he came, he came right up to me and kind of introduced himself and uh, introduced me to some of the other guys. So that was really helpful. And then once the season kind of went along, um, I met some of the other guys and became good friends with them and then kind of started hanging out and it made it a lot easier. Uh, to go towards the rest of the season so you got your first goal in a win against the Lethbridge Hurricanes what do you remember most about from about that day 
Uh, it was it was a pretty cool moment. The goal wasn't wasn't the greatest goal. It was actually from behind the net. I didn't even shoot the puck on that. I actually I put it into the slot and it bounced off the goal and went in. I just put my arms up in the air. I was pretty shocked. I was kind of like, holy crap, I just scored my first social goal. But uh, everyone was pretty excited about it and everyone kind of got a good chuckle out, out of it after the game. So that was good. How many games did you fortunately play in front of your family? Oh, we, I'm not sure how many season, games we ended off the season. I think 60 or something. I probably played about over 30 in front of my family. They, you, oh, sorry. Oh, well, they came to every game in Saskatoon and the PA is even closer. So they got seats to all the games there. And just how, like, does that motivate you kind of a bit more, see, you know, having your family in the building? Yeah, it does. Like, even some games, I, um, at the start of the game, like, scope them out, see where they are. It kind of gives me a little motivation to do their best because, I mean, you know, they've done lots for you. So, you know, when they're sitting in the stands and you, you kind of got to know that they're proud of you. So you want to give it your all and give them something to be proud about. You were one of three rookies that did make the Saskatoon Blades opening lineup. Just how rewarding is it for you with, you know, knowing all the hard work that you've put in? Yeah, it was huge. Um, the one, after the one game, I was kind of, I was told that, you know, I might, might not be on the team this year. I mean, just cause I mean, Kirby Doc might be coming back or, you know, some other factors that are in it. Right. So, but I mean, making the team was huge. I, I got a lot of confidence in that and, um, I think it was good. I mean, coming as a 16-year-old, you kind of get, you know, you, you taste what it's like in the WHL, right? So once you come in for your next 17-year-old season, you're kind of ready to go and uh, relied upon more, right? So um, I thought it definitely helped me a lot and um, will definitely help me improve for next year too. You aren't the biggest forward there on the ice. Uh, you know, how, how do you use that to your advantage? Or, you know, how do you kind of maneuver your way around kind of, you know, not being the biggest forward? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lot of grit in me. I like to, I actually like the banging and crash and as a smaller forward, but uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, willpower and I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid to shy away from, you know, the bigger guys. So I'll go right into the corner and, you know, get in there and I like to cause a lot of havoc. So uh, I think that helps. And um, most of the, yeah, all I, with the blades this year, a lot of the guys were bigger guys. So uh, if I ever needed backup, I'm sure they'd be there for me. I'm pretty sure that kind of perfectly attributes you to Brendan Gallagher of the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah. What are you doing this off season to help you prepare for the next season? Um, uh, right now I'm living in Saskatoon. Um, I'm training with the Blades trainer about four times a week, and then um, I'm staying on the ice here twice a week. So that's definitely helping a lot. This is actually my first year that I moved away from home to train in the summer. So. Um, yeah, it's going really well so far. And I actually just moved home here, back to Caribou for school, start up here and kind of get that started. But yeah, this is, uh, this is, it's been a pretty good off season so far. It kind of extended a little bit, but, um, yeah, kind of first, uh, summer living away, away from home and it's going pretty good. We spoke a bit off air, uh, you know, like how stressful your life is with, uh, hockey and school, but could you just, you know, share that, uh, you know, to, uh, everyone that is listening, cause obviously, uh, I, in my opinion, I think that hockey players are put on some plateau and like, you know, school kind of takes a back seat and we kind of get caught up in, you know, oh, you know, these guys only play hockey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. School definitely does get backed up quite a bit. Like, I mean, once you're at that level, most of the guys aren't in school, right? So, I mean, it's almost like all hockey, 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 but 
uh, for the school guys, it's hard because I mean we're on the, we're on the road pretty much every week, right? And you can't you have to stay you have to stay caught up, bro. I mean you can't get caught behind because I mean then you'll start getting behind in classes and then it just spirals downwards. So yeah, it's it is really tough to balance both. But I think yeah, you almost when when you get to school for your two hours a day or an hour a day, you got to really buckle down and do what you can. And it's a lot of homework too. You got to bring homework back and yeah, it takes a lot of extra time out of your day. But I mean. You gotta do what you gotta do. It happens, and um, if you can stay on, if if you can stay on top of it, it's really no big deal to me. I thought like I balanced it pretty well last year, so we'll take that again this year. How difficult was it for you at the start to balance hockey and school? In uh, in September and October is really really hard. Like, is my I mean, I'm not used to that, right? I'm used to going to, to going to school every day for six hours and then hockey afterwards, but. Um, it was opposite in the in Saskatoon. We had like practice and workouts in the morning and then school in the afternoon. So I really had to adjust to it um, quite a bit. But in November, I started getting used to it. And, um, and you're all, I also moved. I mean, it's a different school division, right? So you're learning all new curriculums and all that kind of stuff. So it was a big jump in, in the school-wise. But um, yeah, again, like as a 16-year-old doing that, it definitely helps me for my grade 12 year coming up here. And, you know, how tired are you at the end of the day? Because that's obviously a long day knowing that you have to probably get up at 7 a.m. to the rink, then do a workout after that or pre-ice uh, workout. And now you have to go to school for the hour or two, and then you have to kind of keep all that energy, you know? Yeah, at the end of the day, you're pretty exhausted. You kind of just want to go home and lay down and kind of get as much as rest as you can because, you know, it's yeah, I mean, 7 a.m. morning, you know, it's going to be early morning and, in Saskatchewan, it's minus 30 weather most of the winter, so you get up in cold weather and start in your car and having to go to the rink. So, um, yeah, it's tough. And even some days, like, uh, we go to with kids after school even. So um, it definitely gets to be a long days, but um, you kind of get used to it once the time like, goes on and you know, and you uh, learn how to like, deal with it and um, learn how to like recover, pro- recover properly at the rink and um, stuff like that. So... How important is it to have a pregame nap? I'm assuming that you take one because just how busy a normal game day is for you. Yeah, you want to get as much sleep as you can, that's for sure. Um, yeah, uh, game day, you know, you usually probably go to the rink in the morning, do your stretches and stuff like that, your skating. And if you have school, we go, we go to school in the morning. Um, but yeah, you want to take as – I like to take a nap for the games anyway because, I mean, it kind of gets you well-rested and have your pregame meal and head to the rink and – it's kind of been it's kind of been a routine for me for a couple of years now. So, with the WHL slated to start in early December, how has that eased your preparation? Uh well, yeah, I was going. I was actually I was training pretty hard in uh, July, and um, we found the once I found the news, I was like, well, I mean, that's a long time to be training uh, at at hundred percent for, right? So I kind of eased down a little bit. I've started to be taking some time off a little bit here and there, and. Um, Still been going to the gym, still been skating, but you know, just kind of taking it a little bit easier right now. I'll kind of start amping it up again in uh, probably middle of September here. And you know, how uh, how often have you you know took time to reflect on how crazy of a season this has been for you know you as a rookie to have it unfortunately canceled? Yeah, well, obviously quarantine gave me a lot of time to reflect on the season and kind of talk to people and talk to the coaches about you know the things you need to work on, what kind of season was it, but. Um, yeah, I think I kind of, I got, I kind of got to, you know, put away last year and focus on this, uh, coming up here. Cause it's a big year. It's a draft year. So, um, yeah. 
And how do you make sure that, you know, the draft rankings don't get to your head to which it affects your play? Yeah, I think I just got to focus just about the Saskatoon Blades. I don't think I got to focus on doing all those scouts or something like that because it is a big distraction and then it puts a lot more pressure on yourself, right? So, which could actually, you know, make you not play as well as you could, right? So, um, yeah, I think I just focus focus on Saskatoon Blades, focus on myself and um, the rest will come with it. In the WHL return to play statement, it you know mentioned that fans would be back in some sort of capacity. How fortunate are you to be playing with fans in the stands for this upcoming season? I'm very fortunate the fans are going to be there. They mean without them, I mean it's it's a lot. It's pretty hard to get uh, you know upbeat about your games and going to the rink and playing in front of people, right? So um, I will, I'm sure everyone in WHL is very fortunate that the fans are going to come because I mean they kind of. They make the games almost, right? I mean, um, whenever we go to games, we went to Everett the one time and they had 18,000 fans or something like that. And you just, just made the atmosphere, right? Just makes the atmosphere a lot better than no fans, I'm sure. So, And, you know, do you kind of just take like a moment to realize like, oh my God, I'm playing in a sellout bar. Like, this is very cool. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's crazy. The first time, like even the first game PA, I was like, wow, like this is like only 3,000 fans. But I was like, holy, like this is... <laughs> <laughs> And then once the season goes on, you go to Everett, and then you start getting into the double digits, and you're, you know, 18,000 fans. It's like, holy, like this is, this is a dream come true almost. So, Another dream come true that would be very awesome for you is the Memorial Cup. What would it mean for you to reach that? Oh, it'd, it'd be huge for me and, and the Saskatoon Blades. I mean, Saskatoon Blades would, I mean, the fans would love it, and I would love it too. I mean, you, I mean, you do get all the scouts there, and, it would definitely help uh, help my draft here quite a bit, and even just the experience. Like, I mean, you're playing against like the OHL and other leagues, stuff like that. So it'd, it'd be a great experience to go to, and I really hope we can uh, we can do that this year. And I also think that it would put the Blades on the map as a team to be, you know, scared to play against. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you get. I mean, if we kind of get going this year, and I think other teams will. Hopefully, other teams realize, it, and if we do end up going to the Memorial Cup, I mean, for years after, right? Teams will. Teams will know about that, and even this year, like um, teams didn't like playing PA this year, right? Because they, you know, they won the won the league last year and had another strong year. So, I hopefully we can do that too. Last question here on the podcast: Do you have any advice for aspiring hockey players? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just work hard and um, always put your right foot forward, and um, stay true to yourself. Uh, oh, just have fun with it, though. You got to have fun with it because I mean, if it's not fun, it's I mean, it's going to be a long ride, so just have fun and work hard. I'd like to thank Saskatoon Blades forward Jaden Weens for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Jaden. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.